Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, it is a Hawks, Hawks, Hawks day for us here on Triple Threat Podcast. What's up? It's your boy DJ Shockley and my man Scotty D here. We are excited. Obviously, if you don't like the Hawks, you might want to leave the podcast. Not only the podcast, but we are talking to all Hawks because we love the Hawks. The Hawks got a big win last night over the Milwaukee Bucks. Huge win uh, where the Hawks go and they get a big time W when everybody thought they were going to get an L. Down to yeah. one, no Trey Young. Hawks get a win, so that's where we start. Scotty D, man. First off, man, how you doing, bro? I know you're excited, just like I am. I could not wait to talk about these Hawks. What's yeah, you don't even need to ask me how I'm doing, man. I'm I'm on I'm on fire right now, man. I'm so excited. I uh, watched that game last night, and even before Giannis got hurt, man, the Hawks were handling it, and they were holding they were holding their own, man. They were no doubt they were up double digits before he even got hurt. So I'm 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 pumped right now. Yeah, Hawks go get a 110-88 win last night without Trey Young. Um, a lot of news is Giannis goes down in the middle of the third quarter. Hyperextended knee looked really bad. Uh, was really glad to see him able to walk off the court. He actually tried to come back, uh, but his team was down big, and he ended up going back, and we had a big link. So uh, a lot of things to think about as the Hawks head to Milwaukee for a pivotal Game five. It is a three-game series now, Scotty D. Yep. All tied at two. Nobody expected the Hawks to have any chance in that ball game. But we got to give our boys some love. First off, the NBA Finals have been great. I mean, these yeah. the Eastern and the Western Finals have been great. We're going to talk about the Clips and the Suns. Paul George brings his team back now. They're still fighting. They're, you know, down three to two now. Uh, everybody thought that series was over. But how about our man, Lou Williams? Stepped yeah. into the start lineup, first time starting in the playoffs in you know, over eighty career playoff games. How unbelievable is that? He gets his first start, and he is the leading scorer on the team with twenty one. Uh, Lou Will was seven nine field goals, five six on the free throw. At one point, he was like six for six, had mm-hmm. missed from the floor, and was balling. Yeah, what do you think about Lou Will, bro? Come on, sweet Man, Lou. I, they I, call I, him I, sweet I, Lou as Reggie call him. Yeah, and, and listen, I'm on vacation with in-laws, and, and, and this is hand on my heart. I said this. I said, look, if we're going to lose a starter, believe it or not, Trey, Trey is the one we could afford to lose the most because of Lou Williams. No doubt. Just because I knew that he – I'm not saying I knew he would do what he did yesterday, but I trust his experience. I trust his savvy. I trust his ability. And, you know, I mean, he, he's just – he's he's – He's Lou Will, man, and and yeah. I, I felt I felt I didn't feel good that they were going to win the game. Not gonna lie, but I still felt I'd rather I wouldn't rather lose Trey. I'm, I, I can't even say it right, but I just thought that we we the position will be okay. It'll be in decent hands, and is and he he uh, out out outperformed expectations. Super excited for it. Uh, what'd you think about uh, Cam Reddish, man? Because that was probably the player I was most excited about yesterday. Yeah, and when he came in. Um, in the last uh, two games ago, well, three games ago now, and played because, you know, we were getting beat pretty bad in that ball game, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought he was just trying to get his legs on him. But Cam yeah. Reddish is, is an athletic, long mm-hmm. dude, mm-hmm. and he's a guy that I think puts a lot of pressure on opposing teams because he's athletic, he can jump, he can run. Uh, his stat yeah. line was was pretty darn good. Tw- played 23 minutes, which was remarkable. Mm-hmm. Played early in the Huge. game, 12 Huge. points. 
five rebounds, two assists, two steals, and one block. You're talking about making his presence known. Yeah. That's a good call on Cam Reddish, man. So uh, having him out there, having that body of that yeah. athleticism without a DeAndre Hunter mm-hmm. is huge for the Hawks. And there was a one point in the ball game where, obviously, they, they had Nick McMillan mic'd up, and you could hear him talking to Cam Reddish about taking his shot. And he ended up knocking down a couple big threes in the ball game, trying yeah. to find that confidence. I love the fact that everybody on that team plays with that same confidence and comes from Nate McMillan. So mm-hmm. big props to uh, the Hawks, man, and finding that bench, which was big in the game. Yeah. Uh, Bo- Bogey was good. He had 20 points, uh, 6 of 14 from the three-point line. Uh, mm-hmm. The leading score for – he lead scorer for Milwaukee was Drew Holiday with 19. He led the way for the yeah. Giannis had 14. Um, and how about this? All the Hawks starters played over 30 minutes, except for Capella, who got hit in the eye, got elbowed in the eye or nose, something mm-hmm. like that. But he had 28 before that happened. Um, so Lou mm-hmm. had 35. Herter with 36 minutes and 15 points. And like I just mentioned, Bogey had 20 points. So this is going to be interesting. So balanced. So yeah, interesting. So balanced. Will the two stars play on Thursday night is the biggest question. Uh, mm-hmm. Seeing what happened to Giannis, I thought there was no way he was even going to get up and walk off the court, but he did. Uh, I'm sure they're going to do MRIs. Everything says it's a hyperextended knee. Did not look good. Uh, Trey tried to go before the game, was in too much pain, but sitting out and now having another couple of days to prepare and get ready. Do you think the two stars play? Um, I think Trey will be back. Giannis, we just don't know. I mean, it just happened last night. We've heard nothing on his knee. I'll tell you what I hope. I hope his injury is not. I hope it's not a, a small meniscus tear like Joel Embiid has because we don't right, need him to right. come out. We don't need him to come back like Embiid was playing against us. We don't need none of that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt because that, that was a fake injury to me. I thought that was fake news <laughs> after watching Embiid play in that series. I thought he wasn't even going to yeah. play and he was balling throughout the series. But, man, exciting times, man. I'm excited for our Hawks, man. And also, we got an interesting, interesting uh, guest today, our man Larry Hartstein from Sportsline, dating daily betting Sportsline. They call him the maestro. Looking forward to talking to him. Uh, Scotty D will be – is a good get. Uh, Scotty D got him on the show today, so looking forward to talking to him. He's going to give us all the inside on all these prop bets, how we got into handicapping, it's going to be interesting. It's something that I was unaware of, but uh, it is absolutely a thing, and he is killing it doing it. So looking forward to listening to Larry and see what he has and what he's talking about. Uh, so a lot of great things going on, man. Obviously, we talked about the Suns and the Clippers. They are going tonight at 9 p.m. Series is at 3-2. to two. <clears throat> Big game from Paul George the other night, getting 41 to keep his team in it. What do you think about that series, bro? Do you, you think that the Clippers got a chance going back to L.A. to get another win to tie this thing up? Well, I had to eat a little crow because I, I personally have, have held on to the, the thought that I think Paul George is a little overrated. Okay. okay? And I just think he's a number two. He, he's, he's, I think he's a solid, a solid, solid player. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's an all-star type. I just don't think he's a superstar. And, right. um, and then the first couple of games without Kawhi, I said, well – yeah, anybody can go score 30, 30 points when you're the number one guy and you're a good ball player. You can go do that when the ball's not going through Kawhi Leonard anymore. Right. Um, but what he did the other night, man, he shot over 70% for the game, over 80%, I think, in the fourth quarter. That's, and, and a lot, a lot of shooting. That's not shooting four times. He shot 
he 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 was killing it in the fourth quarter, oh. and um, that uh, so he's impressed me. However, I've been betting on the Suns every game. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna ride him again tonight. I mean, yeah. I, I just I don't. I think that I tell you one interesting thing is, and I and I talked to our our boy Deshaun Tate about it. I think since Chris Paul's come back, that the the, the Suns' offense has looked stagnant. Yeah, yeah. he's a half court guy. And yeah. I think they were, I think they were, they, I mean, they just dominated the Clippers with campaigns um, uh, at the point. And I just wonder, like, do they, do they, do they throw him some more minutes to get the, to get the offense clicking and moving again? Cause that's, that's a, as to use Deshaun's, uh, to use Tate's word, that's a bunch of thoroughbreds trying to run and Chris Paul stopping them every quarter, every quarter what, lap. Right? And that's what I was thinking too. Everybody talks about transition points. Everybody talks about getting out and running and, you got some mm-hmm. young guns in Booker. You got Aiden who can run the floor. You're mm-hmm. talking about Cameron Payne, who, you know, fast lefty covered up that the, 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 the court. They got yeah. a lot of young dudes that want to get out and push the ball. And maybe yeah, CP3, he does it at times. But uh, I think those guys absolutely will be a key to this ball game. And whether CP3 is a part of it or not, I think his leadership is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But, Huge, yeah. Um, but I think those young guns want to get out and run. All right, before we move on anymore, I want to make sure we get – uh, our show is sponsored by Bet Online. You got to visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, before the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book at experts. And uh, man, we got an expert coming on here just a mm-hmm. little bit, my man Larry, who's going to tell us all about some of the good bets going on around the league. Now, some other stuff going around the league Chauncey Billups takes the Blazers head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Uh, congrats to Chauncey Billups. I know he's been looking to do it. He's been on that Clipper staff for the last couple of years uh, behind Tyrone Luce. So he is absolutely ready for this job, gets to take over a job that has one of, I think, the top players in the league and Dame Dollar and Damian Lillard. Oh, yeah. So uh, oh, yeah. it's going to be interesting. And the, and the one thing that uh, you don't see happen too often is you saw he had to address a situation that happened back in 97 uh, yeah. with, with, a, with a sexual assault allegation and I thought he handled it with poise. He talked about having to have a tough conversation with his daughters and his wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Blazers said they did they due diligence as well. They actually hired outside private investigators to do their due diligence on Chauncey Billups and the situation. So uh, everything seems to be on the up and up. And he has absolutely uh, changed that part and outlook on his life. And uh, what do you think about Chauncey Billups, man, becoming a head coach? Well, I was a little. I, I saw the backlash before he was in the, before he was actually hired. I saw the backlash from people, um, from cancel culture, people that you know something that a, a a young not a young guy. I guess he was about thirty years old when it happened. But um, you do you know? I don't know what was done. Nobody knows what was done because it was settled in civil suit. There was no criminal charges. They said they did. They said they did a rape kit on her. And they didn't. They, there was no charges pressed. So to me, there's some. There's there's a there's missing. But you got you got players at the time that were together that night contradicting each other. Um, but all in all, I would say you've not heard anything bad about this dude for a long, long time. So I say I say you got to go with the facts and not what was alleged by somebody, uh, especially when you're talking about one, you know, uh, somebody that has a clean record, uh, you know, the last 24 years, that was 25 years, 24 years ago. So, right. um, I'm, I'm glad I, I've never seen anything from Chauncey it made me dislike him. So I'm happy for him. I think he's a, I think he's a star. He's a, he's Mr. Big shot. 
Uh, and he's a, obviously a rising star in the uh, in the coaching ranks, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said, Scotty D. I think Chauncey would do an outstanding job. I mean, just watching him when he was, you know, in the studio talking about ball, you know he knows the game. And obviously, he was, a, like you mentioned, a big shot guy. So he would bring a lot to the table uh, as a head coach. Other news, Memphis's Penny Hardaway won't pursue the Orlando Magic job. Expected to bring in Larry Brown, though, as an assistant. He yeah. did say he did he did interview last week, and he wants to coach in the NBA. And how great would it be for that fit to be with Orlando Magic? But the time is just not now. So Penny Hardaway turning down the Orlando Magic job will stay at Memphis. I'm sure a lot of people were excited thinking Penny Hardaway coming back to Orlando would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's – that's I find it interesting that he he thinks that that would be the the ideal place to coach for himself, <laughs> but he won't. But he but he won't. But he's not interested in the job. That's that's interesting to me. But I appreciate his uh, you know, the, the stand he's taken for his his that he he's got work left to do at Memphis. I, I certainly appreciate that, man. I loved Penny when I was a kid, DJ. Oh, he was man. he was I had, he was, I had the Penny shoes and everything, it was man. So he, awesome. He had the commercials. Like, come on, man. Yeah, little Penny, little Penny. Come yeah. on, man. How you forget I love about Penny, that, man. All right, man, last thing we got before my man Larry Hartstein comes on from Sports Line, Mississippi, Mississippi State College World Series. Whoops, Vandy, last man. night, 13-2. to two. They tied the series up. Uh, I know Leiter in the first game really ate Mississippi State up. They put up like seven mm-hmm. runs in the first inning. But now this series is tied one-to-one. They get five runs in the, in the seventh inning. They get four runs in the third inning. They had 14 hits in the game, three errors for Bandy. So the decisive game three happens tonight. Uh, yeah. Scott D, do you watch much of the College World Series? Because it has been good. I am not. I haven't watched much. I am staying interested, though, if if I may say that. So yeah. I was I was really interested in game one, and I won a little money. And then last night, last night the line was over 10 and a half runs. I'm like, that's too many runs. Vanderbilt's got too good a pitching. So I was shocked when I saw the score. But, uh, hey, nothing better. I mean, it's game three, but it's like a game seven situation. There's nothing better than that. So I'll probably – Will, my son's been talking about it. So we might – we'll probably tune into that a little bit tonight. Yeah, we'll be cool, man. Everything uh, in the Cubs World Series is fun. Obviously, Omaha is the the number one thing and everything's got going on so great. So, all right, man, we got a lot of basketball, NBA finals, both – Eastern and Western have been really good. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. the Suns and Clips go tonight at 9 o'clock, and then the Hawks take on the Bucks in Milwaukee on tomorrow. Yep. Oh, Scotty, I thought you had your hand up like you was ready to go. Like, like oh, no, 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 no. No, I I'm thought you had something man. to add to it. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm excited, listening. man. Excited about what's to come. Uh, before we get uh, our man Larry on, I want to let you guys know about an interesting thing that you might – uh, be looking forward to, especially if you like bacon. The Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash bleed right now. And listeners to this show, get free bacon for a year with every box order. That's one year, the best bacon you ever taste, but for a limited time. Moink is spelled M-O-I-N-K. <coughs> Excuse me. Box.com slash bleed. That's moinkbox.com slash bleed. Go get you some bacon, people. If you don't like bacon, hey, sorry for you. I love bacon. Scotty D, I know you love bacon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, next, we got my man Larry Hartstein coming up from Sportsline, a daily betting show, and he is going to lay it on the line literally for us and let us know what's happening 
uh, in the betting world. He's going to break some things down for me that I have no idea about. So uh, we'll see what an actual handicapper is, and he's going to explain it to it. My man Larry coming up next on the Triple Threat Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Triple Threat Podcast with DJ Shockley. We are back. We told you we had a really interesting special guest today. His name is Larry Hartstein. He is a handicapper. With uh, He works with CBS Sports and Sportsline, uh, Sportsline in particular, which is where I know him from. And uh, I watch his video every day. We're going to let you, let, let you guys learn about how to find him later. But uh, Larry is a sports handicapper. And uh, we're going to get into how you become a sports handicapper Maybe a couple secrets here and there. We're not gonna we're not gonna try to ask for all of the lines of all the games today, but we're gonna we're gonna talk to him a little bit and uh, find out a little bit about how how he got to where he is today. Larry, how are you? Welcome welcome to the show, bud. Oh, it's great to be here, Scott and DJ. Uh, just an honor. Uh, let's do it. For, hey, uh, Larry. First off, I am what you call probably. Uh, intermediate when it comes to knowing what gambling and betting and all that kind of I ask Scott all the time plus minus plus 200 minus 100 what does that mean I have no idea and I'll say this before we came on the first time I ever really heard anything about uh the lines and what they meant uh was my senior year back in 2005 and before we're about to play Florida the line was we were up maybe plus five and a half or something and then soon as uh I was out of the game and wasn't going to play. The line went down to something, something. I was like, I don't know what that means. But basically saying because a key guy is out, that line goes down. So I'm sure similar to what happened last night when Trey Young wasn't going to play. Uh, that was a big part of it. But uh, we appreciate you coming on, bro. We appreciate you being on the show. First off, how did you get the name The Maestro? I was watching the video. Uh, I saw the coach. He's always calling you The Maestro. How do you get the name the maestro? You know, coach comes up with those nicknames talking about Jonathan Coachman, who uh, is a pretty big name in the industry. If you follow wrestling or used to watch him on ESPN or a uh, great guy, but that's his thing. He's got a nickname for everyone and we don't really get a <laughs> say in it. And when he said maestro and cause I kind of put it all together, you know, I, I was the editor of Sportsline before, uh, moving into this new role of, of an analyst. So uh, getting all the different personalities on the show, he just said, Maestro and I, you know, I, I guess there's a lot of worse things he could call me. So no doubt. So you roll with it. I like it. Yeah. Coach is a trip. <laughs> hey, uh, Larry, tell us, let's go back a little bit. We want to, uh, because what got my attention uh, last week, you sent out a tweet about covering Lou Williams and when he was in high school at South Gwinnett high school. And I was like, what? Cause I've been watching your show. So I, I felt like I already kind of do you, you know, I felt like that. And then <laughs> I reached out to you and said, Hey, I, I need to learn about this. And then I've been wanting to know how you guys got to be where you are. So tell us a little bit about your past in journalism, uh, specifically in Atlanta. Yeah, no, I was a high school sports reporter and then the Georgia tech beat writer for the AJC. And, um, you know, covering Gwinnett sports, which was my main beat for a long time, uh, that was a thrill. I mean, there's a big time athletes all over that County. And the crazy thing about Lou Williams is he only won one state title. Norcross mm. was a powerhouse. Wheeler was a powerhouse mm. at that exact same time. Um, and, uh, but it was electric, you know, going to the gym, 
when, you know, they, they were, I think they were selling like season tickets, you know, I mean, it was something to be in high school. Yeah. For South Gwinnett high. Yeah. Yeah, At the peak, it was Mike Mercer and Lou Williams. And they had, they had another, yeah, they had another big time player too. I can't remember the name, but uh, you know, he was excited. He's just like, he is now like, like watching him in the post game interview, it's the same confidence, you know, it's just oozing confidence. He's a scorer, you know, when he gets it going, uh, you know, he, you can't stop him. you know, he could also go two for 11, you know, with six turnovers uh, sometimes, <laughs> but uh, you know, he had it, he had it working last night. It was beautiful. And I'm um, wearing my Hawk shirt because I'm so pumped yeah. about this. Representing. Team. I like, I like that. And I, and I think you met your quarter. You said uh, all you wanted the Hawks to do was get the two wins and they there, right? Yeah. That was a bet I had <laughs> against two other guys on the show talking about the early edge, the Hawks, to just win two games was minus 125, meaning risk 125 to win 100, almost an even bet. And I just thought the Hawks were not getting enough credit, you know, going into this series. I, I didn't think they were going to win the series necessarily, but to win two games, you know, uh, yeah, this team is not was not going to go down without a fight. And now, of course, it looks like they have a great chance uh, to succeed. But Scott, interesting thing about that time back at the AJC, um, there was another fellow I worked with also in high school sports in Gwinnett County named David Purdom. And I don't know if you know him. He's also based in the Atlanta area. He's the gambling writer for ESPN. So mm, uh, it was funny because the two of us were doing high school sports and now we're both, you know, heavy into uh, sports betting. That's crazy. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to take a detour here real quick because we were just talking about the Hawks. We DJ and I've already talked about it on the show, but uh, last night's game, what, what is your, what is your feel? I'll, I'll, I'll brief. I'll give you a brief, you know, feeling how I've been in this playoffs. When, when, when they went to play the Knicks, most people were picking the Knicks, but it wasn't, they're not, they weren't as big of underdogs as people in Atlanta tried to play like they were. But I just thought they, they're a more well-rounded team and people in this country don't know what, you know, how many, how many weapons they have 10 deep uh, for the most part. Um, and, and so, and it, I just figured, Hey, we'll get through the first round. Then, then, you know, probably won't be Philly. We'll probably lose in five, six games to Philly, but now I'm, I've started to believe. And then we, when the Bucks are on the net, you know, around the, on the horizon for them. I'm thinking, why not? Why can't they win? They're, they're a solid, well-rounded team. Uh, and obviously they've dealt with some, with some injuries and stuff, but what, what has been your, your feel on the Hawks specifically during the playoffs? Yeah, no, I mean, since Nate took over, you know, they've, as Mark Bradley wrote in the AJC, they've got the best record uh, in the East, well over 700 winning percentage. So, you know, people are just looking at that five seed, 44 what wins, whatever they had. But since Nate took over, they've, they, they shouldn't be this big. They shouldn't have been this much of an underdog. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I think too. How, how do you think? So with Giannis going down, <laughs> Trey, Trey's still a little uncertain. Um, I'm super excited what I saw from Cam Reddish last night. What, what do you, what do you think in the next three games? Yeah, well, if, gotta, if they have to go three, you got to worry also about Capella. Uh, you know, is he going to go? He got hit. elbow. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, it's crazy. Anything could happen. Uh, you know, the bucks definitely, they, they were listless. They didn't, they, they definitely took it for granted last night. Uh, they won't be like that in game five. You know, you got to expect holiday and, oh. and Middleton are going to come out uh, with super. So we'll just see, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's amazing to watch. I mean, of course I'm pulling for him. It's a fun Larry, time but, Atlanta for sure. How, how do you go about picking these lines now? Because there's so many different factors. Now this series changed since the beginning to where we're at now. Obviously you just talking about Giannis and Trey, but then here's another surprise factor in a guy who 
I didn't expect to see for the rest of the series. Cam Reddish, he comes in last night and plays over 20 minutes. Uh, I think he had 12 points. Like, you can't account for those type of players. How do you go about picking these different lines when you have so many different variables uh, within a series? Yeah, you know, I I actually have not been good at NBA uh, game picks this season. And uh, <laughs> one thing as a handicapper that I've tried to pride myself on is like when I have an edge, I want to play it as much as I can. And when I don't have an edge, I want to realize that and I want to step back. So like I've been focusing so much in terms of my picks, especially for the show, baseball, baseball props, strikeout props, like those are going great. <laughs> uh, but I've been stepping back especially during the regular season. I, I, I thought this was the hardest regular season ever to pick yeah. in the NBA. You had guys who were listed as in being ruled out five minutes before tip off mm -hmm. guys who were in or, you know, doubtful um, all of a sudden they're playing uh, you know, the rest factor. So uh, you know, but at, looking at game five, the Hawks are three anywhere from three to four and a half point underdogs as we speak. Mm. Um, you know, I, if I could get four and a half, um, I think it's going to be a tight game. Is this with or without Trey? Or, or, or is that a big, I know that's assuming, a big part of it too. I'm assuming without Trey, without Giannis, and yeah. assuming that Capella is able to play. Okay. All right. Uh, let me ask you this, Larry, before I know Scott gets into the nuts and bolts, because I am oblivious. I have no idea what like a handicapper is. For people who are listening, who don't mm -hmm. know, like myself, and have no idea how do you become a handicapper? What is a handicapper? Okay, well, a handicapper is just somebody who is uh, recommending who to pick, you know, who to bet on. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm betting this stuff myself, uh, but I'm making recommendations, uh, you know, for a growing and growing and growing audience. Now we've got 30 mm -hmm. states that are legal. It's online nice. to be legal in 10 more states. Canada just legalized. I mean, it's not going to be long before it's everywhere. And uh, so the explosion, it's just, it's growing, ex, you know, uh, so fast. And I just think for me personally, it's, I'm a mixture. There's, I would say there's two types of handicappers. There's one that are all about the math and the numbers and the analytics, you know, and the power ratings. And they're looking at, they're plugging everything into their database and coming up with, you know, this team is 3.6 points better than that team. And then for home field, I'm going to add in two points for this, but then there's also the situational handicapping, which is, you know, something as a player that you probably can relate to more, which is uh, we just, we have Florida on deck. So are we thinking a lot about Vanderbilt? Are we going to overlook, uh, or is it a letdown? Yeah. We just beat Auburn. Or is it a letdown spot? You know, having to play Kentucky the next week, is there, gotcha. is it your third straight game on the road? Is there mm. issues with, you know, chemistry, you know, all the other stuff that goes in. So my goal as a handicapper is to combine both the analytics and the situational, you know, and then just make my own, my own decision. So uh, Man, I can't lie. This sounds like a lot of work. I mean, how much, <laughs> how much do you put into this? I mean, how much, how many notes and how many uh, much research you got to do every day for? Yeah, tell us, tell us a little bit about your 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 analytics process. You're right; it's a ton of research, but it's fun. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like I love digging in. I love trying to find things. You know, like last night, for example, I noticed that uh, Brad Keller for the Royals was starting. He's a guy I like to fade a lot. You know, means you know bet against and 
he had thrown 114 pitches in the previous outing, which was crazy, which he, it was way above his normal. And his strikeout prop was four and a half going up against a really good Red Sox offense in Boston. And I was like, there's no way he's going to, you know, it, coming off 114 pitches. Um, so, and it turned out he got zero. He actually pitched, I think five or six innings, but he didn't strike out anyone. So like, just like when you find stuff like that, it just jumps out at you. Uh, you know, when it's going well, you're, uh, they say you're like, you're seeing the board clearly things are jumping <sighs> out, but you know, some days it's, it's rough. It's a, it's a, you're, you're really trying to hit about 55 percent 60% long term if you can be in the high 50s that's really really good bro what what kind of uh what kind of tv plan you got <laughs> i mean you got to have everything everything everything, everything. <laughs> nba uh you know direct ticket mlb package yeah you got to be you know i'm watching those espn plus those um what is it like trying to remember you know, like SIU Edwardsville against, oh, wow. uh, you know, little rock, you're watching all of those college games. You just, you know, you got to see it. So, so my next question as a guy who is married, <laughs> what does your wife think? <laughs> Obviously, I mean, you're making money and all that kind of stuff, but sounds like a lot of time away from the missus. I mean, is the missus cool with all the, uh, ah, oh, babe, we can't go to dinner tonight. I got to catch this game. I mean, what's that like? <laughs> That's a great, that is such a great question. Um, basically it's, she knows NFL Sundays. Um, it's, Forget about it. That's really the, that's really the, the time when she knows. Uh, so <laughs> I try to do, I try to do two things. I try to like, you know, do some prep, some like, chop some vegetables, make a soup while I'm watching, <laughs> while I'm watching the game. So at least I'm not just nice. up here for seven or eight hours, you know, right. not doing anything. Right. Well, she thinks you're not doing anything, but we're, we're working, right? Yeah. We're working it's here. It's work. It's work. Yeah. So how did you, so, so fast forward or fast forward from when you were at the AGC, what, what led you to, to sports line? Did you go straight to CBS or, and, and, and what was your, what did you go to CBS to do initially? Well, it's like me and, the, and my buddy, David Purdom, who I mentioned, who's at ESPN. Now, yeah. We were both, we were both betting. We were both covering sports. Uh, and you know, we love to bet. And we saw an ad on covers.com. Do you want to write for us? You know, and we, we submitted our samples and they said, sure. And we started writing for them. I think we were getting like 25 bucks an article. If that we were just happy, you know, to be on a betting site and that kind of got us involved. We started working for other betting sites. I started going to Vegas a lot. I, I would read mm. quotes from people out in Vegas and I would just say, hey, can I come meet you? You know, I had a beer with one of the guys who was like setting the lines uh, for a lot of the sports books and then just got more and more involved writing for betting sites and then CBS announced. And then I had moved to CBS uh, after the AJC and they announced they were launching Sportsline again, which was an old site they used to have. Uh, but yeah. they were launching it again, just, you know, betting fantasy picks. And I said, Hey, I've, I've got every Vegas book director in my cell phone. I've been covering this industry for covers and all these other websites. Like I got to be the guy. And they said, okay, you, you know, you're going to be involved. So, man, that's crazy. I, all right. I know you say ba basketball has not been, uh, probably the best for you, <laughs> but, uh, obviously that other series, with the Suns and Clippers has been interesting as well. Everybody thought the Suns were going to run away with it at three to one. And here comes PG 13 drops a 40 piece on them. Uh, what's your thoughts on that series and uh, the line in that? I mean, you, you think the Suns finish it off here uh, coming up tonight, actually? You know, it, 
they have the Clippers have been the better team really since game one, uh, you know, but they have that problem down the stretch with some late game execution. I kind of think the Suns are going to finish them off uh, tonight. Um, I think Paul George unlikely to score another 41 and is, <laughs> is DeMarcus Cousins going to play that well? Um, you know, is Marcus Morris going to play that well again? I think the Suns, I think the Suns will close it out. But again, I wouldn't be surprised by anything in these NBA playoffs you know, and in terms of betting these games, I've been, I've been more enjoying them or just betting, yeah. betting a prop or two, uh, you know, cause there's hundreds of props you can bet on every game. So like wow. every game, DJ, you've got like 500 choices and the spread is just one of them. You know, you can, wow. every single player has, has 10 props on him. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think about it. Um, when I think about these different props, the one time you hear the most is like Super Bowl. Like people are betting, on the coin toss, they're betting on, you know, dude's socks. I mean, whatever, the craziest things ever. What do you think are probably the, the surest bets that are out there? Is it just the, the, the total on over and under type stuff? Or is there a way to say there is a sure bet in all this, whatever sport you're in? There's no sure thing. That's the one thing you got to, <laughs> I mean, the Bucks on the money line were a sure thing last night, according to the world, you know, and, right, and, it, right. and that's, that's why we love sports. Cause you, there is no, what there is no sure thing, but I think the props like last night, I had to lay two thirty, risk two thirty just to win a hundred on Giannis to go to make one or zero three pointers. And oh. I love that because he hasn't even been shooting a lot. He's one for eight now in the series, I believe. Damn. Um, so that was an easy one, uh, but you had to risk a lot, uh, but it's come, it's come through in every game this series and it's come through 12 out of 15 times in the playoffs. Um, so like, that's one that I loved, but again, you know, that was an expensive, if that misses, uh, Man. You, you know, you're, you're definitely hurting. Is, is, is there a problem with him shooting air ball at the free throw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I try to talk to DJ sometimes about some of the exotic props that are out there. And, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm following this guy, uh, Larry. I'm following Larry every day. I'm listening to him and his his guys on the Early Edge, uh, which is their their daily short ten minutes uh, uh, live show on YouTube, um, and they have they have it in podcast form as well. But Larry, thanks so much for coming hold on, on. Hold on, it, it, Larry, yeah. giving people some tonight that they can use. Okay. Or tomorrow, give them something they can use, something that you feel good about. Don't matter what sport, just give us give them some. Okay. Well, I would. Definitely say follow me on Twitter at Larry Hartstein. Yeah. That's where I uh, give out a lot of the pitching props. Uh, those are been real mm -hmm. good to me. Ten and one last 11, 53 and 33 this season. So I'm going to be okay, giving those Larry. out. But I will say tonight I'm on the Blue Jays. Uh, I'm laying one and a half runs and that brings the price down to minus 125. I think they're going to take care of the Mariners big time tonight. Ooh. All right, DJ, that means. Blue Jays minus one and a half. All right. Hold on. I'm lost. Means. I'm lo I don't know that. I, I'm lost. <laughs> okay. So the Blue Jays <laughs> have to win by two runs or more. Okay. There we go. If they win go. four see? to three, we lose the bet. We lose the bet. <laughs> see, Larry, I appreciate you. See, Scott, don't break it down to me like that that easy. That's all I need to know. Uh, I'm not the expert, man. I'm just, I'm just a hack with it. I'm just a hack on a podcast. Larry, thanks for coming on, man. Any, any, uh, any other things you got going on that you want to talk about? Um, no, I was just say, just check us out. It's the early edge. You just go to Sportsline YouTube, but we not only do a 10 minute morning show, we do a live show mm -hmm. from five to six every day, uh, where yeah. we, you know, give out a ton of plays for the night. It's, it's like, we have a ton of different cappers on there and, yeah. uh, I think you'll enjoy it.
Well, nice I've throw. made money. I, I've made money from these guys, uh, so I'm a big fan. And uh, thank you for coming on. Best to your family, and uh, it, it, we'll we'll talk soon. Okay, thanks, Larry. Anytime. See you, DJ. See us out, buddy. All right, man. We appreciate everybody joining us here on the Triple Threat Podcast. Y'all just heard the maestro, the man himself, my man Larry, giving us all the great picks and a lot of good stuff. So you guys make sure y'all follow him and make sure you guys get some good money from him because he's going to get you some money. You heard Blue Jays tonight. Y'all follow him, man. All right. Appreciate everybody joining us here on the Triple Threat Podcast. It's been fun. We'll catch you guys next week for DJ Shockley, my man Larry the Maestro, and my man Scotty D. We'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.